Hey there, and welcome to We Are Mobilizers Conversations for Change podcast. My name's Noah, I'm the CEO of We Are Mobilize, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Danielle Shute. We're exploring the conversations and realities of homelessness across Australia. Hope you enjoy it. Today, we thought we'd have a bit of an internal discussion. My name's Noah, I'm the founder and CEO at We Are Mobilize. I'm joined by Danielle Shute, the COO. Hello, everyone. We thought we'd talk about what we're doing at Mobilize, but also the strategy and the future focus that we have, where we're going, what our plans are, and hopefully what we're able to achieve together. So Danielle, did you want to unpack where we're going? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Drilling you in the hot seat. I'm going to do my worst. Um, no. So I think it'd be really interesting to understand like, okay, so obviously you founded Mobilize when you were, what, 20? 19, I think. 19. What was your intended outcome? Like, what was the actual goal of Mobilize? Because we've all heard the story about how it came to be. But what did you actually, like, what change did you, were you working towards a change? Were you, like, what were you actually working towards? Yeah, it's funny that we're on this podcast called Conversations for Change, because that really summed up a lot of what the intention was. I think if we think about, like, what the problem statement was um, when I found and mobilized the theory was that like we saw a lot of people my age um, and I was at university at the time so I had a lot of friends of similar age uh, who wanted to help out but they didn't actually know how there wasn't like a clear avenue and so wanted to develop outreaches initially for people to be able to get involved and to feel like part of a bigger solution but then also to provide that platform to share stories to share conversations and really humanize homelessness and so we used to do that through videos initially but the idea was that if people are starting to talk about the issue or well, maybe they might also then downstream start thinking about how they can be part of that change too and why homelessness because that's not the only expression of poverty or disadvantage and it's not the only you know social cause that needs addressing environmental cause like what why do you think it was homelessness after all that got you thinking about that yeah it's interesting i i actually spent a lot of time thinking about all of the different causes from a very early age. Um, and actually like having African heritage, like I was always very passionate about seeing how I could help people in Africa initially and early on. But I remember there was a distinct moment, obviously we've talked about the founding story before, but there was a distinct moment when I was in England and I was sitting on a double-decker bus, you know, those big red ones. And we we're on, I think it was Oxford Street. And I was like at the back of the bus. So there was like a window behind it. Um, and this was just about six months after the first mobilized outreach. Um, after the outreach so kind of it was just starting it was just an idea but I'd look behind and there was a man experiencing homelessness there on one of the most expensive streets in the world there's like such big shops and extravagance and luxury and there was these uh, this family walking past him and essentially as the family was walking past the child was just laughing and smiling and he didn't even realize that there was a person experiencing homelessness right next to him. And the whole family didn't say anything because they just walked past. And it wasn't their fault that they was ignorant, but that was the fact of the matter was that as a society, we're almost blind to those experiencing homelessness. And so it wasn't that homelessness was the one and only cause. It was something I was very passionate about, but I saw how visible it was and how immediate it was. And as soon as I realized that, it was something that I wasn't able to walk past anymore. And so that was kind of the moment that switched it. Mm, yeah, it's so jarring that juxtaposition, even if, you know, it doesn't even have to be the most wealthy or affluent street or neighbourhood even. It's just within this context. It's like, well, you know, there are people doing it tough, but these people are doing it so tough. Like how does that, how does that factor in to this context that we're in where, you know, there's so much abundance. 
Um, and it's literally yeah. just like we almost have accepted it as a society. Uh, it almost seems like people are like there's always just going to be one percent of people who are you know having to accept the fact that they're sleeping on the sides of the street or they're couch surfing or they're sleeping in their car. But that didn't make sense to me, and I know it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. So it was like, let's investigate it, and is there actually anything that we can do to hopefully make a small dent in that space? All right, cool. So if we talk um, about how the the you know the charity, the business has evolved, and obviously you have a background in um, in management consulting and marketing and business, so. What have you tried to bring in from that lens or from that world? Because they are different paradigms, really. Like you can approach it in terms of, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a false paradigm, but I'm thinking like impact first and you think about the outcome first. Or is it, but there's also the vehicle of how you do that. And so you've always had a very... Um, a very energetic way of approaching like how we solve problems and that sort of thing. But I want to hear from you, like what what have you what are the principles or practices or anything you've tried to stick by or like really carried through while you're building mobilize yeah for sure i think um it's interesting when i was at uni like i studied business at uni and i was obviously always interested and passionate about impact as well but i just falsely thought that there was no way that you could work in both or find an intersection between them. And I think a lot of people find that. They either think I'm going to commit my whole life to service and impact or I'm going to go down the corporate route. Um, and I think that isn't true. And at Mobilize, what we're trying to do is play at the intersection of both. And if you think about like some of the best aspects of business, and it does happen in the charity sector as well, but some of the best aspects of like the commercial world is innovation. It's trying new things. It's bringing entrepreneurial ideas to life of things that didn't exist and then making them a reality. And I think that's kind of a lens that we've always brought to mobilize it's like how can we do things differently how can we bring things from different arenas different areas different spaces into what we do and i think direct cash transfers and mobilize match is one of those things i think the way that we um, engage you know the digital space and the marketing space and communications is another and even the way that we look to leverage like corporate partnerships and engage with the private sector as well as you know the other space and like the charity space and our networks there there are a few of the kind of the key factors that we try to look into yeah, but I would say that a lot of charities do that as well. But, and I don't want to coach your response. <laughs> I, like, I see a really, really distinct way that you approach things like marketing versus what you see, at least, I don't, obviously not in the back room of different charities, but what you see um, coming out of other charities. And so, like, what what is that di- like where is that difference coming from is is it intentional like what's the actual driver what are we going for yeah i think like for us like we want to be able to bring people along for the journey as well and i think it's this might not even come from the commercial world but the fact that everyone can be part of the solution um and it's not just us who is building a solution at we are mobilized or there's not just a charity sector is building a solution but we feel like we're a vehicle um along with you know the other amazing organizations out there but the donors and ned and our supporters and everyone's like that they're going on the journey with us to be able to make that difference i think we try to do that through our marketing we're trying to do that through our communications but i feel like we are part of that broader kind of ecosystem that we're trying to consider and build okay so it's it's interesting because and we spoke about this very briefly um there's an incredible um, docuseries about the rise and fall of Juul, the vaping company. <laughs> what are your thoughts on vaping? No. Um, but it's a really, really good examination of when you apply that, 
yes man approach or that move fast break things approach to what is fundamentally a health or social issue and um, looking at the ways that that can be leveraged and like all the good things that can bring and how that can go horribly wrong do you what are your thoughts on like that tension or do you how do you think we're going to navigate that in the future because I see like you haven't touched on specific examples but one thing that I always really appreciated when I first joined Mobilize is it was like yeah sure let's do it yeah sick let's do it yeah, awesome, awesome. Now, oh, this person called me. Oh, yeah, yeah, now we're going to do this thing. Oh, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be the best thing ever. Um, and we had the luxury of doing that because we don't have the, we didn't have the burden of, you know, as we've touched on, like having people that were deeply case managing and having that really tangible responsibility of, you know, someone being in our hands almost. Um, you know, we were coming at it from a different, very different standpoint and a very, you know, small organisation, um, volunteer-led organisation. So now that we're getting bigger, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think that there's a few things that we try to do. We're always going to keep that same DNA and that same culture and excitement, I think, because what we're doing is ultimately exciting. Like we have the opportunity to be able to change lives. And it's not exciting that we have to do it because homelessness is not something that we want to be able to live with, but it is, you know, it's such a significant problem. And the fact that we might be able to make a small impact into it is really exciting. So I want us to continue to have that same, as you said, like move fast and break things ideology. But I think what we're pairing it with now, and I think we're doing it well, but we'll continue to do well, is the fact that we want to build everything in evidence. So it's not just kind of running out there and trying things and shooting away willy-nilly, but also then thinking about like how we're able to communicate this and bring people along for the journey. So I think, yeah, we are going to continue to move fast. We're going to continue to do really exciting things, but we're going to make sure that it's evidence-based. And I think the other thing that we're doing is rolling things out in pilots. We know that not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything is going to be the right approach, but we want to just do them small enough to have a bit of a test and see what happens. And then if it does go well, let's scale this out because we're on a long-term journey now. We're not planning for just one year or six months or two years. Like our strategy and our long-term vision is out to 2030 and we want to build a sustainable institution that can continue to make change for many years after that. And also, I think one of the things that we've really emphasised as an organisation is, you know, finding those right partners and finding partners, as you say, bringing people along for the journey, bringing organisations along for the journey. So reaching out to the private sector um, that might not have been, you know, involved in something like this today and not just um, not just reaching out to the usual suspects and trying to, you know, really expand out the network of organisations and people that are contributing to it. For sure. That was the hypothesis statement from many years ago. You talked about like that founding statement. It's the fact that like people want to help, but they often don't know how. And that's not just for volunteers who want to help. I think organisations out there want to help. You see like growing CSR budgets and initiatives and we get reached out to from a lot of companies who just want to send people out for outreaches and be able to experience that. But I think continuing to grow that and riding the momentum of that throughout you know, Australia, which we're seeing, people are starting to care about these big problems because we have to. And so how can we, yeah, give people that vehicle to be able to do change in whatever way that looks like for them? Mm. And so how is that, what is the strategy, I guess, behind, um, I mean, the next few years or or what are the goals as well for the next seven years, however long we've got <laughs> till 2030? 
it's getting closer to six years now. <laughs> yeah, so geez. time's running short. Yeah, we've got so we've got a strategic plan out to 2025, which I'd encourage people to read. But essentially the core three pillars that we're working towards is outreach. We want to be delivering outreach, which is our form of connecting with uh, connecting individuals experiencing homelessness and our volunteers and be able to provide an impact to them. So we want to grow that into seven states across the country in different forms. We want to roll out our direct giving programs because we think these are our key vehicle to get funding directly to people in need, but also to meet unmet needs across society as well, because there's a lot of people who could use just a little form of assistance in whatever that looks like, whether it's Kickstarter, which is our rental assistance program, whether it's a program that might help people pay bills or get them into jobs. Our goals over the next few years is to scale these to really get the evidence that backs them. And out to 2025, we think we'll be in a really good position to roll them out across the states with a range of different charity partners and to really make a big impact there. And then Conversations for Change, we think there is a really big chance to like galvanise that support across Australia and to get people really excited about you know this problem. And it doesn't have to just be like through standard forms. It doesn't have to just be like, hey, you know, write a letter to someone or you know be, put a post up. Like we think we can give people different types of innovative ways to get involved and hopefully help out. Yeah. So we've yeah termed it igniting a movement. Um, and I guess. Are there any, what do you, what do you see as like potentially like key roadblocks to achieving any of those goals? So we've got the three goals. One is um, giving people opportunities to help in any way they can. Two is that getting money into the hands of people who need it. And three is that, you know, starting that, broad, bringing everyone into the conversation and making it a movement. Um, so what do you, what do you see as blockers, as unique opportunities that you think we're going to try and go through, go forward, not, maybe not even as an organisation, but as a sector? Like, what do you think is kind of missing? Yeah, for sure. So I think if we just go down the list of those three, like for outreach and volunteering, I think the sector as a whole, we have the opportunity to make volunteering exciting and cool again. Um, it doesn't have to just be something that people tick the box for, but like it can be fun. It can be really, really engaging. It can be a great way to meet new people, uh, to get out there, but then also obviously to be able to deliver that care. And so, yeah, that's an opportunity for what we're doing at Mobilize. Obviously, a, not a blocker, but something that we will have to do is to grow the messaging and make sure that it engages a broader target market, particularly as we scale and want to increase the volume of that. So that's one. For direct giving, I think it's just making sure that the program designs are right, making sure that we're able to get the funding out effectively, uh, but in a safe manner as well, and that we continue to test and make sure that whatever we're doing in that space um, is safe, it's effective, but it's also doing the intended consequences of what we're trying to develop. And so that's going to be an iterative process. It's not going to happen immediately. Uh, but over the next few years, if we do that right, I think it's going to put us in a really good position. And then igniting a movement, I think it's just capitalizing on like what's in front of us. We're in a digital age. We're seeing people get more and more inclined to like help out with these causes. So it's just riding the wave and seeing the opportunities as they pop up. I don't think that's going to be as clear because new things will pop up all the time. But I think like we're ready and as an organization, we've got the right mindset to ride those waves as they pop up. Absolutely. Um, so we're publicly on the train, on the wild ride with Ned towards Project 10,000. Do you want to talk about that? where it's come from, how you think it'll be achieved, what it might look like, if we, ha if you have any ideas <laughs> about what it might look like. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, what needs to happen to make it happen. For sure. Yeah. Project 10,000, it is this like lofty and aspirational goal, but as we've seen with Ned and everything else that 
we do like you have to set big goals and then obviously be willing to work towards it um but you've got to be willing to set the bar high and so it's simply the opportunity to help 10,000 people experiencing facing at risk of homelessness by 2030 so we've got seven years to get there i think the key mechanism and driver for that will be our direct giving programs um we've seen just with kickstarter when it launched we had one person coming into it and since then we've had growth and it's rapidly starting to grow and get more people into it week on week on week and this is the opportunity literally just to pay people eight weeks rent and then pay for a bond and get them into housing but as we look to develop like different types of programs for this i think this is going to be a big growth driver of the people that we can help outreach of course is going to continue to be a focus there too but what we do think is that like it's not just going to be only people who are rough sleeping and we talked about it at the start of this episode like it's not just people experiencing homelessness on the sides of the street but homelessness is much broader than that there's over a hundred thousand there's one hundred twenty-two thousand people experiencing homelessness on the last census night and so we want to help people who might be at risk who might be couch surfing who might be struggling in different types of ways and we think if we can do that and we can help ten thousand people maybe ten thousand plus out to 2030 society will be in a much better place and that's a lot of incredible lives that will be changed who might go on to do amazing things as well so it's an amazing legacy to leave it's what ned wants to leave as well and obviously we've seen over the past few weeks he's been doing some awesome collabs and partnerships with organizations like puma links rt health and budgie smugglers and so hopefully as we bring all of these together it just continues to fuel the momentum that we're building and growing well said um it's going to be extremely exciting as we see those numbers go up and up and up um and we can bring people yeah, through programs, um, plug into a whole different range of partner organisations and make really, really cool things happen. Um, so very happy to be on the journey here with you. But um, I think that's it for today. Uh, if anyone has any questions about where we're heading or wants to get involved, obviously reach out. Um, but Noah, do you want to wrap us up? Hit the like button if you've enjoyed it. Five-star review us wherever you're listening to it. But most of all, a big thank you for tuning in. We're excited about what we're doing and hopefully you're getting excited about it too because, yeah, as Danielle mentioned, we want to move fast. We want to make sure that we're doing things differently but also making sure that we're doing things the right way and we think that we've got a good approach for it. So, yeah, stay tuned and watch this space. We are Mobilised Conversations for Change. We'll see you on the next episode. 